0: You are listening to the Live and Create podcast, and this is like the the pre intro. So the intro before the intro. I just wanted to preface that some of these that you're listening to the next few weeks uh, were actually filmed uh, way back in the summer, uh, and so some of it's not going to be as timely. There's a few little details where, like on this episode, our guest talks about releasing music where that music is already released. Um, little details like that. But I just wanted you to give you a heads up, and pretty soon we're going to be operating in more real time, probably by. mid-February. So thanks. Now here is the actual intro. What is up? I'm Miguel Antonio, and you are listening to the Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And before we dive into the episode, just want to announce again that my band, Run With It, that had been on hiatus for a while, is back and going for 2022. So I'd love for you to follow us at Run With It Band, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all the places, Facebook, uh, and dive into the story. Find out why we're back, find out what we're up to. And I hope you guys can get involved with what we're doing as well as we get back on the road eventually here in 2022, release new music in the summer of 2022, and also work to establish ourselves in the licensing, NFT, and metaverse spaces. And uh, yeah, so check it out. If you want to also follow the Run with It Daily podcast, where I just—it's a five to ten-minute podcast where I break down just the daily details of leading a band, as well as talking about our overarching goals and what that looks like for us, what's motivating us, and uh, behind the scenes. And you can uh, follow that by going to runwithitband.net. So runwithitband.net, click on there, and it'll take you to uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And so for today's episode, we have Ryan Rancudo. Ryan is an artist, producer, songwriter, and professional napper, as he says. (laughs) Uh, He also leads the band Kudo. And Kudo put out two singles in 2021, uh, Give It All Away, and Rust. Uh, Make sure you go check it out wherever you stream your music, and that's Kudo Music, uh, Facebook, anywhere, or again, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Ryan is also working on new music and is going to be releasing several new songs here in 2022. In this episode, Ryan shares a story of leveraging COVID to grow into a producer and develop many new skills to leverage his own songwriting. He also shows the immense value in artistic community that invests in and builds up each other. And we also talk about bringing silence to our own lives. as uh, a lesson he learned by knocking his TV over, breaking it. Uh, and even though it pissed him off a bit, uh, he started noticing that uh, he was enjoying things a little bit more without all that extra noise. And <laughs> so it's a great episode and great great ideas and great thoughts um, as he is out there hustling and making new creative works, uh, uh, visual and um, visual and music creative works for you guys. So I'm going to stop talking now and just get right to it. Here we go. The live and create podcast. Now you're, so you are, are you you're producing still too, right? Like I know you were doing a lot of production stuff and, and writing with yeah, folks. Is that
1: uh, still going I mean, on for you? You know, going into COVID, um, i was looking for a lot of like help for like hey i have some new songs um i want to record them can somebody um help me a good engineer um yeah a good producer a lot of a lot of producers you know these days are engineers and producers just kind of go hand in hand but um i kind of forced myself to learn um just going into COVID and having to isolate, and really wanting to get my creativity out and have that mm-hmm. outlet. So, um, I I really started in the last like year and a half or so, just really diving into more production stuff, and um, then the music that I've been putting out was um, produced by me and my my friend uh, Ryan Lytle, who you know from I know the band. The name he plays uh bass oh, okay. uh, with me and uh, he used to be in a band called same state um, way back in the day. So uh, we, we kind of connected through Josh Gleave actually. And um, as many of us connect
0: you. Yeah. Good person to connect you with, uh, with smart players. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it I, I can't remember if Josh introduced us via text or you and I met each other at a club at this point. I can't remember. It, it kind of like merges all together. But but I feel like at some point he <laughs> we're, me we were about all working <laughs> together.
1: We were all kind of working with him at, around the same time. And um, I think we you and I, our bands played a few shows together. And
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Good times, man. Playing the record bar and and all that.
0: Yeah, And that was I think uh, I had texted him as like, hey, do you know, would you suggest anyone to write with and I think he had sent me a track you guys were probably in the studio working on at that moment. He's like, you got to check this stuff out. And really, he just thought so highly of of your writing. I know we've talked about it, but then COVID and life and yeah, one day, one day, we're going to get in a room.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, man, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. it makes
0: the writing happen. But so you <clears throat> so COVID for you. It's funny. I thought you were doing a lot of the production stuff even before then, but it sounds like COVID was that moment where you took a shitty situation and said, I'm going to, I'm going to grow in this is what it sounds like. Well, I was,
1: I, I mean, I've been really fortunate to be able to work at, um, a studio on kind of a, not even like a house engineer level, just kind of winding up cables and kind of hovering over, um, my buddy Ben, who actually works here, and uh, he's an amazing Pro Tools engineer, um, production guy, and a lot of just watching what he does. And um, eventually, I just, with COVID happening uh, and, and my abilities to actually produce something that I'm not completely embarrassed by, I, uh, <laughs> I kind of was like, well, I guess it's my time to really just dig in because i mean flying out somewhere or going and seeing people right now is not not okay so (laughs) right yeah and i thought everything was looking great and then now numbers are going back up
0: and that's i'm like oh god let this not start over again i don't want to see it happen because
1: i know like
0: working on tours working on you know it's great to actually play shows and and yeah low so hopefully hopefully that won't happen
1: who loved to play live it is it has been really tough because uh i think we get a lot of our creative energy that way and just seeing the response from people and uh in a live setting so right now with the production the track you had sent me which sounded
0: great i i actually like the intro on it it was really cool you were talking about you know debating uh, yeah. the intro on it but that's one you produce then out of this time of COVID, yeah, yeah. okay awesome man yeah it sounds yeah, great well, sounds like you've been I learning have. a lot of good shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks thank you man um yeah like all the songs that i'm going to be putting out um i've got kind of you know several in the bank and then i'm kind of just releasing them as singles right now and mm-hmm trying to do the best I can about um, grabbing people's attention and something they will actually listen through. And I just feel like if I put out, you know, a slew of songs and just send people a link to go stream it, you know, um, the attention span might not be there. Yeah. No, (laughs) I I think I get that. Yeah. Like attaching a, a visual element or some kind of, you know, like a music video or something, I, I feel like does a lot of help in terms of just, you know, people paying attention and wanting to see more. And um, I'm fortunate to know a lot of, like, talented people um, in music world and the video world and stuff. So it's just been nice to to just make art with people, you know,
0: yeah absolutely when i was having this conversation uh with another friend of mine uh do you know are you familiar with jake wells at all uh musician i've writer. heard of
1: I've, I've i've heard his stuff he's really good
0: yeah super talented dude and uh he's doing a lot of production stuff as well like him and his brother uh they actually during covid they started selling uh personal songs so people would hire them just to write like Uh, one-to-one song like off of an idea someone else had, uh, which I thought was a great, great business model and a a great way to stay creative and to find a way, another stream of income when pretty much all the income for musicians shut down. (laughs) Uh, But we were talking about that concept of, of how it sounds like for him and for me, I'm an album person. I, I listen to albums start to finish. I would, Like even like the newest J Cole album, I've listened to it start to finish probably three times a week right now. It's just, it's what right. I do. I find an album I love and start to finish over and over until I don't want to hear it anymore for like two years. <laughs> but right. the world and we like- live in is not that way. And it sounds like you're, you're kind of going that direction too, with, with doing the singles. i am all my releases are now just singles. Um, which there's some advantages to it definitely but then sometimes it hurts my little artistic heart but I don't I don't know uh, I was curious what your your decision process was in that and doing singles
1: I think it's also just um comes with the territory of being like a local musician and I don't have you know a, a crazy budget to do like a create a world around an album concept or right um you know all the things that I dream of uh, one day um, (laughs) and I do love albums you know I I find myself a lot of times just revisiting like music I've already heard Um, I'm kind of bad about like finding good new music I kind of rely on my friends to (laughs) to show me (laughs) I'm the the exact same
0: way I have a few friends who I know always have a pulse on like What's kind of new and coming up and fresh, and so I, right. like, I feel like every few months I'll I'll text someone and be like, "Hey, what should I be listening to?" And they'll send a few things, and because yeah, I I go back to like I said, I'm listening to the same album that's been out now for like a month, like three times a week, uh, just because right. there's something about it I, I just keep kind of gleaning from, you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, you keep digging into it and you dissect the music and you find things that you didn't see the first time and. um I think that really helps in terms of just crafting a song and our my own knowledge of uh songwriting is just you know then the little tiny nuances are what really I think can help a song land and um right I don't always catch them on the first listen or second listen you know yeah there's sometimes like you put Headphones on,
0: or I'll be listening on my actual like studio speakers, and suddenly it's like a rock tune. You're like, "Whoa, is that banjo?" Kind of buried in the back. What? What the hell is that? That's a cool riff on on a banjo. What's happening? You know those kind of things. And I love that's where I love great production, and it's cool to hear like you diving into that because great working with great producers, I think they they have that ear for it. Where I'm more on the writing side, I'm not great at production. I do it, but just more from um like building ideas and then i send it to other producers and then they laugh probably at my production and then <laughs> we go, we go in and and make it they make it much better but i i love that that concept of production of where they they build all these soundscapes and all the little nuances uh that ideally make you come back again and again to listen to these right.
1: songs and I, I i love watching those there's a there's a guy I follow on Instagram. Um, I think his name's Christian and he, uh, he, I think the Instagram name is like session, the session IG live or something. Uh, It basically just like takes all the stems of like all these well-known songs and, you know, solos them individually. And you can kind of hear how people stack different parts. And that's um, awesome. It's just really interesting to, you know, see different production techniques and a lot of people are just you know following their ear and (laughs) like that's kind of what we ended up doing I mean I have learned a lot about engineering and um, but a lot of the math is like kind of over my head a lot of times and you realize if you're recording it and it sounds good and it's not clipping (laughs) <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's what you that's
0: then it sounds good you know so right i forget uh what the name of the movie is but the james brown uh, movie that came out probably damn like a decade ago now uh there's a mo- there's a moment where he's sitting with his band and one of his band members is annoyed at some musical choice because it didn't fit like the theory of it and then he right. just asks everyone in the room, "Is like, does it sound good?" And everyone's like, "Yes." And he goes down, you know, "Does it sound good?" Yes. And he goes, "Then it does. Then it's good. Then we're gonna do it." It doesn't matter. <laughs> and the guy, yeah. you know, the other guy's pissed because it didn't fit the the scientific math of, behind the theory. Uh, but he's like, "It just feels good," and that's what we're gonna do.
1: Right. And I think there, you know, you can be dangerous if you know a lot of theory or you know a lot of the science of it. But then it's always nice to tap back into that more. You know, maybe primal instinctual side of things right. where you're just like hey I, I just like that I don't know why. I can't it's really break good. it down but it's just good <laughs> I remember uh, there's a
0: guitar teacher I had for a while and and he's the dude like session player forever out in LA and all that kind of stuff and like just knew every little nuance. Of uh, like for fun, he would score Earth, Wind, and Fire songs by ear in college. Right, like that's the kind of mind he had. Um, but right. he, it was interesting because almost everything he worked on with me, he was like, you know the modes, you know all the scales, you know all this stuff. But you, now right. you have to for, now <laughs> you have to forget about it, like just forget about it. And so it's like it's like he took the time, learned all those things, and then just like threw them away. <laughs> it was almost like it was embedded and then he got back to that like oh it feels good but now he can just execute within it and uh yeah that's that was a really interesting lesson for me um because I was like damn I know all this stuff but there's other people who know like half of what I know and I like how they play
1: a lot better (laughs) yeah yeah it's you can't really feel and and touch or and these things that go into playing an instrument, you know, you can't really break down always. And what this two people will pick up the same guitar and have a completely different sound come out of it. Right. Um, at some level you're, you're also trying to just stay in that mode of like, you know, discovery and um, knowing too much can sometimes, I think maybe, feel like people aren't makes people feel like they can't get outside of that right that little that border or whatever you know fence built around that So i'm gonna move because no, drums in the other room so <laughs> it's all good a
0: okay, quick little little tour <laughs> behind there yeah. but but no man it's it's interesting because i'm in the studio right now working on uh the releases for 2022 and there's a song that i worked on uh, where it was basically built off of two chords almost all the way through and I was like well just to add some different things I started putting some inversions and started changing some chords up and doing some borrow chord you know doing all these things that I thought would be interesting theoretical like maneuvers right well while we we're actually <clears throat> while we were actually laying everything down and working on and building and building every time we tried to put something like that in there it just seemed to take away from the emotion of the song uh, where it's like it's more of a raw tune, and so we ended up most of those things stripping out until the very, very end, where it seemed like it needed just a little bit of a lift, and it was even less complicated than what I was wanting to make it. So almost two minutes and thirty seconds of the song is two chords all the way through, right. but the emotion of that particular song, it was like that's what it needed, and and I was almost getting in the way with the the no, quote unquote knowledge I had.
1: <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And. Um... You know, I think thinking too hard about the sophistication of um, maybe the theory that goes into something you're creating, um, it can just kind of stifle you in certain ways. Um, Like you're saying, like a lot of times um, the more simple thing is the better thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps the, the message of the song translate better um i also think it's good to like you know make sure your pride isn't like getting (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) like i'm totally that way dude where it's like well i could be i could do something like really flashy here um but it just wouldn't fit or like exactly I laugh
0: because my pride has gotten in the way many times. That, well, Josh Gleave, that was one of the first reasons we started working with him is we had a song, it was 4-4, kind of grew, and then we did a time change in the bridge that we thought was super cool and, like, went into our time signature change, like, went into 6-8, and we felt really proud of ourselves because we found a way to transition it and make it feel smooth, at least to us. And right. uh, I, I sent all these tracks to Josh, and he was like, um, he was like, Uh, you know, the song's really good, but I don't know what you're doing in the bridge. Like, I don't know why you did that. It messed up the whole vibe. And I said, I disagree with you because it's cool. (laughs) And he goes, okay, well, how about you try this and just see how it feels? And we ended up keeping it, we did something very simple, no time changes. And and it was funny because I was like, totally like, no, he's going to be totally wrong. And we went to practice, the band changed it. And we all looked at each other like, uh, the first time doing it we're like yeah he's way right that was way right we had to get over ourselves and that was when we were all like are we going to work with him yeah we're going to work with him because he's willing to say no that part sucks and and get over right. yourself you know <laughs> yeah.
1: important to have people around that you can trust um you know that are going to tell you hey that's just not translating yeah or that's not keeping me under the you know the spell of the song you know now you you said earlier
0: oh i'm sorry go ahead oh you can go my my bad i cut you off but you had said earlier that you know coming up you didn't really learn music necessarily in a conventional way i'm curious for you how how did it start and what did that learning process look like for you as you grew in your own execution as a musician but also in songwriting
1: um a lot of my learning came from uh, just listening like to really close to like records um, and playing along in my bedroom and like annoying my parents <laughs> <laughs> on my drum. I started out playing drums and uh, I didn't, I like in middle school, like I didn't even like make it on the drum line because... I was, like, goofing off when they were teaching us how to, like, read the music, you know. And I was like, well, I already know how to play drums, so I don't need to do that. And I ended up, God like, man. not even <laughs> not even making it. So um, that was definitely a humbling experience. But it was just, you know, I never really learned how to, like, read that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned some of the theory behind, you know like what people call um, the non- the Nashville number system Right. kind of chord structures. And I learned a lot about, you know, key, like what key we're in and these kinds of things. But a lot of that you just pick up along the way, listening to people. And um, I maybe took like five, six months of guitar lessons. Um, but then it was just kind of like YouTube was around and, there was a lot of people around me that were just willing to help me. Um, and I think that that is a big part of it. Um, that's it's awesome. just having supportive people around you, you know, and that are encouraging and believe in you and, um, help you grow. So
0: that's cool. It's cool that it grew out of a, a community basis for you of, of almost sounds like a family kind of raising you up <laughs> in a way.
1: Yeah you know, a lot of these guys I knew from church or like, um, yeah, I would get, I, I didn't start playing in like bars and stuff till I was probably 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. Um, before then it was just like playing at church really and (laughs) learning church music and yeah, playing on stage in front of people is, is a big part of, you know, gaining that experience and that, confidence that you know you can do this
0: and um and it helps to start in a supportive environment like that where like people yeah. you know like I, I go to lunch with these folks i if i mess up today they they're probably still going to love me where some of the nightclub right. playing like if you mess up you know people are looking at you like what the, what the hell are you doing man like what's going on? <laughs> that's <laughs> well, not a fun way to start
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i think by the time I, like I, like you said by the time i got to playing and kind of maybe what's considered like the the real scene you know playing a bunch of clubs and and outside of Kansas City and this and that like um i had that confidence you know because um there had been so many people that were like no man like you you should be doing this like um and you should it would pour into me and my creativity and uh It just really helped me and able my ability to go out and know that like hey you know i know that i can do this yeah there's been people that you know i i really look up to musically that have told me that um i can do this so (laughs) <laughs> that's enough for me right
0: <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah i i remember sitting down with a friend of mine he had accomplished a lot of things in the music world and done all sorts i mean like toured stadiums all those kinds of kinds of things and i remember him saying uh to me he was like yeah my parents kind of they they created a problem in me they they built me up with so much confidence that i believed i could literally accomplish anything so i would just like step out in such confidence like he he, you know tongue-in-cheek calling it a problem because it it always seemed to work out for him where it's like he's like I probably shouldn't have taken whatever chance it was but his parents had created such a great supportive environment for him he was like yeah I got this I got this shit and then next you know you know he's like in a tour bus and he's playing stadiums and probably like what what, what the hell's happening (laughs) but I think it's a great lesson to show like like legitimate not necessarily gassing up people cuz i'm sure the people who are around you like you said they're teaching you and showing you but they right. also supporting you along that way and that's that's cool that's a great lesson
1: i think and and i think that you know at people. its core that's why i love music is the community aspect of it i mean it's been kind of lacking obviously with <laughs> through right. the entire pandemic um but it's coming back around and we'll see what happens but you know, I feel like I've gotten to a point where, you know, I still have that fever of like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. I want to make it like, I want, I want to do music as a career, but, um, I'm, I'm a very content like person, like, Mm. um, knowing that, Hey, if, if all else fails, you know, I have these friends around me that i can play music with and we already enjoy doing it and um, just kind of knowing that i already have the ability to do what i've always wanted to do which is just create music and create something out of nothing and do it with people that i love so
0: <laughs> that's something out of nothing i i love that it's actually a, a thing i talk about a lot that's why i love writing is why I love entrepreneurship. Like I look at business the same way where like someone who has a dream, uh, to start like a, a t-shirt company or something. I got a buddy out in St. Louis who just launched one where there was nothing. Now he's got a storefront and he's got a whole, he's actually built a community around the store. Um, right. for you, where did the, the writing process start for you? Like the love for writing and creating?
1: Um, <clears throat> I think it was kind of out of a place of like my mind always being like on these subjects of maybe things that I felt like would be weird to bring up in like a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Just like too deep to talk about at like, you know, just hanging out around some people like uh, <laughs> like
0: we're having drinks at a bar bro what are, what are we talking about the like existential talking crisis about you have going. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i think it was like kind of my outlet to just like go there um even if it doesn't always go there um you know for other people mm-hmm. um if they hear it you know for me a lot of these songs are you know autobiographical like dude about about me and what I've been through and um my life experience and how I'm kind of interpreting that and um those are things that I find myself wanting to talk about like all the time Mm -hmm. but don't always fit into the context of where I'm at conversation. (laughs) So
0: So that's uh, where you start putting pen to paper and uh yeah. to the the guitar or the piano
1: yeah and i mean many times it's also just music alone can really move me in that way where um i don't even have to say anything it's just you know the power of music is um it pulls that out of me it's an outlet for it's very therapeutic you know yeah and so i think a lot of it came from just that therapeutic nature of it and it being an, a healthy outlet for things that, um, I can't always talk about with, you know, everybody.
0: <laughs> right. That's, that's a cool perspective. Like that idea, like, yeah, I'm not probably going to have these conversations just sitting around, you know, having dinner with my buddies or, or my family or something. Uh, right. Like these this are Is a context to put it in.
1: that It's like, you know, if you're hanging out with a group of people, it's like, well, we don't want to talk about my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd rather keep it light, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome, man. And so for you with kudo, uh, do you typically write the music, bring it to them and they help arrange it? Or there, is there also some, some like co-writing happening? Uh, Cause it does sound like your process is way more personal than maybe, uh, other bands approach things so is it is it like here's my tunes put the flesh to it or is
1: it let's let's work this out together um it's right now it's uh like me and lytle you know showing up at the studio and um i'll just lay down like an acoustic uh track with like a a scratch vocal and then we just start stacking on top of that like i'll go play the drums and then light will put some bass on it and then it's kind of like that order usually like drums bass, and then keyboards and guitars on top of that you know we do it all just between me and him really on that front and then right on
0: um And then lyrics are more you shaping those.
1: Yeah. I'll write, I write all the like lyrics and stuff. I usually like have the song written on like an acoustic guitar. I got you. Okay. So yeah, the actual like chords and melody and lyrics are usually, if not, um, 100 percent there they're usually like 75 or 80 percent before i even want to go like try and record it because it's just like i i I don't know i've tried building from scratch sometimes and sometimes that works or i'll i'll just find a really cool tone and want to build off that yeah uh, or some crazy synth sound or something but (laughs) You know, for these last few songs have these have been songs that I just wrote on the acoustic guitar and we started working on um off of just that scratch vocal and the scratch acoustic kind of
0: Nice. Do you uh now do you write like a bulk of songs and then pull from that or are you in a season of like I'm I'm crafting like digging into like maybe just a handful of songs and bring those into the studio. What what does that process look like for you?
1: Well, I'm always trying to like come up with new stuff and um, I think I'm, I'm pretty quick to detect if it's like, like the songs that I don't put out, like, aren't, they just don't get finished because right. I could just tell that they weren't ever going to get there, you know? So
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't need to spend another four or five hours on this thing. Um, right. It was good for the moment.
1: Pass. But I feel like it's always nice to feel like you have a few a few in the bank because mm. you know once you release one you're like well now that's out in the world and um, I hope I have something else you know after that and right, I think it's always nice to have three or four that three or four as a backup <laughs> <I> <laughs> if you're doing that. it the way I'm doing it where I'm just kind of putting out singles and I'm trying to keep a, a steady stream of releases. I'm going to try and be more frequent about it. Uh-huh. Um, the last thing I put out was in like February and um, I was just really happy to put something out again after four years of being kind of silent. I bet you're, <laughs> so, you're probably
0: excited about that moment. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was definitely a big moment for me um, personally.
0: Now, what's next for you guys as a band? What do you see, like, in the next year, two years for you guys?
1: Well, we're putting out this new song, Rust, um, which I showed you. Yeah. Uh, And we're going to put out a video with that um, towards the beginning of uh, August. It should be out, like, very beginning of August. So I'm excited about that. And then. Um, I think I'll probably just keep releasing songs and then I'll probably put them all on an EP after they're all released as singles. Okay. But for now, I'm just trying to do it one song at a time and make sure that they're as good as they can be.
0: Right. Now, how often are you producing other artists right now?
1: You know, I don't have... Like, when I'm producing, I'm basically producing, like, myself. <laughs> gotcha. Because okay. um, outside of that, like, I have, like, a couple of different jobs and uh, very busy, just, I've been traveling, and I, I haven't really dove into that uh, whole producing other artists thing. I mean, I've helped, you know, buddies here and there for free, just, like, Hey, let's just like put something down. But yeah. um
0: Yeah, I asked us I thought I saw you share some photos with you with like some other like Kelsey Watts and a few other artists. And oh, yeah. I thought maybe you were helping produce those. Were you engineering or yeah. Was, or, oh okay.
1: I'll help engineer on a couple of things that um so I work for Jim who who owns the studio and um okay. he worked with a lot of talented people and me and Jim write together. And so he'll have these people, he'll have a lot of these really crazy singers come, um, sing on his songs. And, you know, Kelsey is just insanely talented. Yeah. And as know. it looks
0: like she's blowing up too, like doing a lot of really cool stuff. So I think, yeah, I, I think I started following her about two or three years ago. Um, and it's just been cool to see like her shit's, going like, and doing oh, some yeah. cool stuff. So that's awesome.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean, she deserves it, man. She's insanely talented. Absolutely. Absolutely, man.
0: Well, the last two questions, and I know it sounds like you said you got, you got some sound checks going on in there already, yeah. but got a... uh, last two questions just based off the podcast, live and create, uh, we'll start with the first one, uh, right now in your life, how would you define, living a great life
1: (sighs) Mm. sorry man that's a tough one (laughs) it's all all good Um, it's all good living a great life i would say um being conscientious and uh Paying attention to people around you and uh, trying the best you can to love them. And, you know, I think self-reflection is a big part of being self-aware and just knowing your your place right now. And I think trying to find contentness um, or contentment What's the word <laughs> contentment, I think maybe we'll, we'll and, uh, that one. <laughs> you know, wherever you're at, I mean, I know a lot of us have probably been you know put in situations out of our control that um, aren't as fortunate as others, and you know those are things that are hard for me to reconcile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so I would say-
0: almost find a peace in those moments.
1: Yeah, you know, just just knowing that, you know, you're loved and that um, life is is beautiful and <laughs> there's a lot of beauty around us to see and just trying to focus on that because there's also a lot of things that, you know, are, can easily bring you down.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like I had to stop. I used to listen to the news like all day, like I had a podcast that would every hour would update you. And I was always reading the news. And I literally is about like, I would say four months ago, I was like, I got to stop. I just can't do it. I'm like getting pissed off or stressed out like at every moment. And it has been much better. So it's like I check in once or twice a week of like, trying to keep a pulse of what's going on um sometimes I'm like whoa fuck a lot of shit happened but <laughs> but I yeah. feel way less stressed because it's allowed me to focus on more things I can control because I can't control what, what's happening in Turkey you know like but for yeah. some reason I was getting pissed off about it at the same time so
1: <laughs> yeah I you know two months or a couple months ago my cat knocked my tv over and broke it oh damn and- <laughs> I was like pissed off about it um, at first. And then I was like, oh, it's been kind of nice not seeing all the like bad news all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> even though I still see it on my phone, you know,
0: but yeah, the phones try to keep reminding you of it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I like that. Just the contentment and finding peace, even in the midst of a uh, really insanity, there's so many crazy things happening and fluctuation. I think we've, We've seen more fluctuation in the last like two years than, than uh, as a culture than we're used to. And yeah. so many people having to adjust.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure we're ready to absorb all that right. all at once. You know? so, yeah, that's why
0: I. I was like, I got
1: to stop absorbing for a moment. I I just can't. <laughs> it's hard to see, you know, everything bad going on in the world at, <laughs> all the time. At
0: every moment. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's, for me, it's been just trying to find like, how do I keep a pulse on it? So I'm like informed, but I don't have to be like, I think I became like a news junkie, but, but yeah, then I realized it was just affecting me so negatively. Well, for the last question, um, right now in your life, how would you define creating great things?
1: Um, I just think for me, it's about uh, continuing to exercise that creative muscle. And it's like anything, you know, um, consistency and just going at it every day. It doesn't mean everything's going to stick. Because, you know, who's to say that really, you know, something is great or not. I mean... I think a lot of people resonate with different things. And so, you know, if you like it and, and you're working at it and you're continuing to just make stuff out of nothing, like we were talking about, like, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's, that is good creativity. That's great. That's creative greatness is, you know, staying at it. And, um, I think when it comes to songwriting, it's just about, you know, like telling the truth and how to, how to tell the truth and rhyme about it. You know, basically.
0: (laughs) I like that. So tell the truth and rhyme about it. I love. (laughs) We'll let everyone know how they can find the music you're working on.
1: If you uh, search Kudo, um, that's C-U-D-O on uh, youtube Uh, we have a song called give it all away right now that i put out and uh, we're also going to be putting out a song called rust in uh in august so really excited for that and then you can find us on spotify too um and as well as apple music and all the streaming services uh, on instagram we're kudo.music and then, um, Facebook, it's just kudo. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I'll let you get back to creating. Uh, it sounds like you're already on the way. Someone in there is already on the way to creating. So thanks yeah. for making the time. I appreciate it.
1: Totally, man. Great to see you. Awesome. And
0: thank you for listening to the live and create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create Podcast.